Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome once again to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. I'm Mark Warner, along with Chris Lisa. We are now going to be affiliated with the inaugural launch of the Hockey Writers Podcast page over at thehockeywriters.com. We're talking with J.D. Styles from Cali Sports News, reporting live from the Stanley Cup Finals. And today we're being joined by the first general manager in Las Vegas franchise history, George McPhee. With Pat Quinn, you know, I'm likely the finest man I've ever met in my life. This is the Vegas Hockey Podcast. We're talking with Quinn Malarczyk. something about George McPhee that everybody says is a good fit. This is the Vegas Hockey Podcast, and we're talking with Dana Lane, play-by-play voice of the UNLV Rebel Hockey Team and owner of Dana Lane Sports. Joining us now is Matt Fryer of thehockeywriters.com. He's coming to us from the Dallas Star Training Camp. Hello. Let's Hello? try this again. Chris, are you there? I'm here. All right, we got it figured out now. This is I, I, this, this, 
there's music go, going on in the background. At least it was. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking it down. I just thought I'd oh, take okay. it down gradually. <laughs> oh my there we God. go. This is Mark Warren along with Chris Lisa. We are the Vegas Hockey Podcast. There wasn't any technical difficulties. I just felt like a little Wednesday afternoon rush to kick this show off with. But now we're here and we're live and we're ready to rock and roll. Chris, good day to you, sir. Good day, good day to you. So, uh, yeah, so the Golden Knights, nice bounce back win last night in Columbus after blowing another two-goal uh, lead uh, at home on home ice um, uh, the other night. I think that was on Saturday night after our Saturday show. Um yes. And you know, good news about Flurry just winding up having the flu, and he came back and of course played great. And Riley Smith continues to light the lamp, although Alex Tuck is hurt, hurt again. So it's kind of a it's kind of a mixed bag. So I'd like to see this team uh, with these next couple of games being a little challenging. Thursday in Toronto, Saturday I believe in Washington, and uh, how about how about uh, how about uh, getting a couple more. Uh, wins and going three and zero on this road trip. Well, it, it's good to see him stop the uh, let's blow two goal leads in the third period trend that was was occurring. But I don't know if I'm ready to go into Toronto and into Washington with too much confidence. The third period they're up two one, and I think I was saying I was telling Buddy today at work that was actually the kind of game I wanted to see them have is a tight one goal game with 10 minutes left in the third period because you, you you have to win those games to build a little confidence I don't care how veteran your team is how new your team is whatever you have to go through those things in order to be able to put a pin in, pin in it um, you have to learn what not to do in order to learn what to do you know what I mean so that was the kind of game I wanted to see them win however there were signs uh, the same trends that were going on in the uh, previous two games where they did blow that third period lead, there were a couple couple blown calls in the defensive zone that ended actually ended up with pucks behind Flurry. And if not for the fortuitous stick work, I think one was, was Holden and one was Haig. And I, to sweep those pucks off the goal line, um, then that, that, that game gets tied. So I'm not I'm not a hundred percent there yet, but it's a it's a good sign that they were able to and, and a, down the stretch Flurry made a few fantastic saves. So, um the ones that got through him uh notwithstanding. Definitely uh Flurry kept him in that game in the last ten minutes because it was set up to go down the same path again and one once is a fluke twice as a trend, three times as a streak, I think, to quote the movie Major League. Um, so there was it was right there to happen, and they were able to hang on and get the win. But I'm not um, I'm not ready to say they're, they're going to uh, sweep the next three games on the road trip by any stretch of the imagination, sir. Well, Washington's, a, you know, obviously they're – uh, they're I think they have the most points in the league right right now, and they're playing exceptional. But let's face it, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, give the Leafs a hard time for any other reason. But uh, you know, Toronto hasn't been playing that great this year. I know they last night was a struggle at home. Uh, they won the game, which is most important against the Kings. But I mean, there's no reason why they can't go into Toronto and 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 win that game. To put it mildly, uh, do we have an update on Mr. Alex Tuck? 
Um, un- unfortunately, the latest news I have is did not travel with the team for the road trip. Right. Which, uh, yep. Yeah, the, you know how they are. They're not going to tell us uh, anything. But it was a clear, clear elbow to the jaw head. Um, anything I could say on, on it would be speculation, but it, it it's um, not traveling with a team isn't a good sign. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's not an eight game road trip, it's a three game road trip, but it's very frustrating. He just got him back, and then you know he and he gets hurt uh, again. So hopefully, it's you know one step backwards, two step forwards kind of thing. And by the time they come home off this trip, they'll get him back in the lineup. So yeah, it'll be interesting to well, see did, these next I, couple. I did like that um, they did recall uh, Nick Wall from uh, Chicago. And I, when Tuck played, um, that third line was pretty freaking nice with Ethan Glass and, and Tuck. It was, it was, there was some kind of instant chemistry there with those guys, and I think I think that's going to be a very strong third line. And during the game, I was thinking to myself, I'd sure like to see Nick Rob because I was really impressed with him when he, um, first of all, in the playoffs last year for the Carolina AHL team. Um, against the Chicago Wolves, and in his first game for the Golden Knights, scored a, scored a real nice goal, splitting the D right down the middle. Um, so I, I kind of, and nothing against Tomas Nelson, but I kind of wanted to see that McGraw center the fourth line. I think we can bring a, a few things that maybe Thomas Nelson is is more suited. He. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Gallant has moved Nelson up to play third line left wing, moved Glass over to right wing on third line. And Nick Law did play last night. Not as noticeable as in his first game, but they did recall call, uh, Haig as well. And he was very noticeable last night um, on the defensive side, which is good news for Nick Haig. I really liked his game last night. He got a couple, you know, he's a rook. He's only got eight, nine games in the, in the NHL. There are going to be times when he makes a mistake or two. But um, there were a couple of nice shutoff plays, uh, uh, well, the puck and the body going behind the net and just stopping the play right there. Uh, good positional for the most part. Um, and Derek England was the healthy scratch last night. So I don't know if that's just, because there's three games in four days coming up and he wants to have England fresh for Toronto and Washington. Um, so we'll see how the defense shakes out now. Um, that yeah, man, this that, is uh, the big one. It's an important time just to segue to go around the league a little bit. Who's on, who's not. I mean, the division is at least in the early part, other than the Sharks and obviously the Kings are in, in rebuilding as we thought, but, other than the Sharks, you know, Arizona, Vancouver, uh, Edmonton, they all, they all look pretty good so far. We'll have to see about staying power. But, um, you know, this is not kind of, oh, uh, look, those teams are, they're not 500 teams. We, you know, this is going to, we can, you know, this will be a cakewalk for us to finish in the top three, and uh, which a lot of people thought going into the season. And that's yeah. not the case. And so why don't we jump into Vancouver? I know you've been high on them. Um you know, the had J.T. Miller, who's been uh, giving them a real good boost offensively. Uh, Quinn Hughes has been tremendous. Early, early talk for the calendar for him, I would think. 
Kyle Myers helped help support that uh, that blue line back there. Um, they're off to a very good start. And I know uh, some people have said that you know they've had a little bit of a favorable schedule early on, but you know you got to win those games. And um, yeah, you do. Uh, they had a, they had a tough loss last night in overtime uh, against the Blues. Still pick up a point, um, and that is the Stanley Cup champ. So um, um, you know Peterson is. Uh, you know, an impact player. Um, yeah, this is a team that, you know, the last couple of years they've had good first halves and then kind of fallen off. I, I mean, I'm not making any proclamations that they're going to make the playoffs, which wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I don't think they're going to be falling off. I think this team's going to be right there to the end, and we'll have to see if uh, they'll be good enough to, to get in the playoffs, be it top three in the division or one of the wild cards. Yeah, this is a, is a team um, I, I thought was going to be a year or two away, and maybe um, maybe maybe need to solidify the goaltender position a little bit before their contention. But uh, they they might be ahead of the curve. Um, we know the four are going to be. I mean, from all from all appearances, they're going to be superstars in this league, right? I mean, I thought we're two or three years away. I thought maybe – I remember a couple of years ago waiting to see Martin Matthews and Nylander play together and, and was really excited to look – to when that finally happened, you know. And now these four are all are all here now. And the pieces they had in the offseason are, are having an impact – and you know we'll we'll see if the goal you know the defense could probably use a a, a piece and we'll have to you know show me don't tell me with Markstrom it is it, he is a, you know great start everything um, my two questions about that team I think the forward core bringing in uh, J T Miller and Jake Beagle with Stanley Cup experience always helps in the room. Um, so yeah, Vancouver's in on the hot side of the sheet this week, and you know you mentioned you mentioned Arizona too. Um, those guys both have a game in hand on on Edmonton in the division, so and they're only one back. So and then right behind, you know, there's a three way tie at 20 points. When Calgary's uh, definitely caught caught a little bit of heat themselves, no pun intended with the Flames. Um, and and Anaheim, nineteen one point back. So this isn't the Pacific Division we thought it was going to be. Uh, Vancouver and Arizona leading the surprise. Calgary starting to warm up a little bit, and uh, Anaheim with seventeen games played, uh, a little bit ahead of the curve with nineteen points maybe. But um, yeah, definitely Van- Vancouver uh, is a team to look out for as well as. You know, we've been saying for a few years, Arizona, this could be the year. Um, we'll have to see if it goes 82 games for both those teams. But right now, for sure, uh, they're on the hot, lead, hot list. Yeah, and the ice cool list is in the same division as the Sharks. And uh, I know it's early and all that, but it's it's getting late. I mean, they did win last night, although they played the Blackhawks, who probably one of the few teams in the league playing worse than them. So they're five, ten, and one now. I mean, and, and, and you know, basically they're getting bad team defense and bad goaltending. That's that's not a good combination. What's amazing <laughs> is 
is if you look at this early part of the year, go look up the Sharks stats, player stats. There's a bunch of well-known players like Eric Carlson and such, guys who have Joe Thornton, guys who have minus 12s, minus 13s. How is that possible at this early juncture? And, um, look, this is not – I've talked about this in the past. It's not a young team. You know, the core of this team, there's a lot of uh, Brent Burns and, and Carlson. There's, you know, there's players who are a bit older in this core. So, um, uh, look, they have these next 10 games – you know they need a they need a they need to go to like a seven and three block uh, to kind of yeah. help right the ship and 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 get things moving. I mean, you know, to put it in perspective, if they go seven and three in the next ten, they're still a game under five hundred. So they got a lot of work to do, and um, um, so we'll see. This next stretch of games will uh, uh, they're uh, uh, they're on the radar, if you will. They're, the red well, light is on, and they got to get going. What's puzzling to me about the Sharks is that when you look it up, they're leading the league in the penalty kill, and that's an effort stat. You know what I mean? Um, it, to kill penalties, you got to want to kill penalties. You got to want to block shots. You you got to want to pay a little bit of a price to kill the penalties. So where where is that five on five, and, and why are these players, like you said, career plus players? Um, Minus 12s, minus 10s, minus 11s. I mean, we've only played San Jose. Where are we at with San Jose? 15 games. Played twice. How are you a minus 12 in, in yeah. 15 games? I don't get that. If you're going to lead the league in the penalty kill, um, you got to be able to hold your own five on five. So I, don't, I, I haven't watched too much San Jose Sharks except for the first two games of the season. I can't think it's that bad. Uh, although their goal differential is minus, minus 18, minus 19. Um, like you said, seven and three in their game under. I don't know if the windows closed last season or whether they have a run in them this year. Um, but with, yeah, but when they, they have, have a, if they, if they had, you know, if they, go, if they put up a three and seven, conversely, then a seven and three, they, it could be a good over. night to light. Yeah. Yeah. You know the, the the stat that they threw around the first year the Golden Knights were in existence was um, if you're in a playoff spot at Thanksgiving you're eighty percent likely to continue on and make the playoffs as everybody was stunned that the Knights were in a the playoff position obviously at Thanksgiving in their inaugural season um, the Sharks I don't <laughs> I don't think they're going to get there buddy we're we're into the almost the second week in November. Yeah, no, it's 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 they're they're in the danger zone. So let's see, like you know, Dallas was in the in, in the danger zone. It sounds silly to say after the first few games, but when you basically lose every game, and then they reeled off like six out of seven, I believe. So now they've kind of right in the ship, and that's what the yeah, that's what the sharks sharks need to do uh, now. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, they've been in the New York well, area. Hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. Before, before we get to that, we're in the who's hot and who's not, sir. And I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't mention the, the hottest team in the National Hockey League would be the New York Islanders with a 10-game winning streak, sir. Yeah, you know, they in the SA was, uh, you know, I mean, look, they, they got 20 guys, well, actually more, because uh, I think what people don't realize is, you know, Jordan Everly's been, been hurt. He's getting close to coming back. 
they're missing Matt Martin. They're missing, you know, Tommy Kunakel. They're missing uh, Nick Letty hasn't played the last uh, the last two games. Um, Leo Komarov's been out. So it's not like they have everyone is healthy and, you know, injuries happen. I'm, I'm not saying that. Um, but, uh, and these guys are, you know, they're not long-term situations. But they've been out, some of them, for a little while. In fact, Jordan Eberle has been out for most of this winning streak. But, um, you know, they have a group of players from, you know, really 20-plus, I'd say 25 players, and uh, they're, they're all contributing. They're all playing the right structure per trot. They're, they're, Trotz has thrown out his depth of uh, in terms of his forwards and defensive units. They have two really good goalies, and they rotate them. So they stay, they've stayed fresh. And, yeah, they're winning, they're winning hockey games, not giving up a lot of goals. They're scoring a little bit more this year. The power play, not that they've drawn a lot of power plays this year, but it is better. I mean, it couldn't have been any worse than last year, but uh, they have a new coach, uh, Jim Hiller from Toronto. So uh, they got Pittsburgh tomorrow night and uh, at home, in, and that game's in Brooklyn, actually. And then uh, Flor- uh, then Saturday afternoon they play in Brooklyn uh, against Florida. And then uh, next week uh, 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 that guy in Toronto – town at the Coliseum, so that 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 should be a spectacle. It's the only time they come in, unless they uh, the two squads ever met in the playoffs, which would be you talk about a spectacle. That would be a spectacle. But um, yeah, <laughs> so no complaints so far, so good. I was impressed. They did. I was impressed last night because if you look at the schedule, they had a, a you know a big game against Tampa Friday night. And then you have to travel to Buffalo, and, and you get the one nothing grit win, right? And then down the stretch, you're looking at the Penguins. Who every, you know, you think that's going to be a team that needs your full focus. And if there's ever a classic letdown game um, on a schedule, especially when you're riding high and you think the, you know, everything's coming up, uh, pork chops and applesauce. The look, the look ahead game was Ottawa last night. And just to go ahead and get a, a solid workmanlike four to one win against a team you're supposed to beat, sandwiched between a couple of good games, that, you know it'd be easy to um, think that you could just phone it in. Ottawa plays their games close and tough. Generally speaking, from what I've seen, they do battle and they do compete. Um, I almost actually put a little money on the Senators last night, but I held off, and uh, boy was I glad I did. I think uh, you bring up an excellent point about who they are as players and who they are in terms of a team being run by Barry Trotz and Lou Lamarillo. Uh, I think many other teams could fall into that trap consciously, not consciously, not like, oh, we're just going to take this game off. But uh, I think that's, that's, a, that's a great intangible about uh, about them. Uh, and But uh, real, real quick, uh, to finish up, let's talk a little Ottawa. I've seen they. I watched a little bit of the game Monday night against the Rangers, where they they trounced the Rangers, and then um, you know they were they were they they battle. I mean, um, and, yeah, you saying. know, look, obviously it's not going to be a good year for the the Sens in terms of a record this year. But I, I actually, if I was a Senators fan, I would feel I would feel optimistic. Move, you know, moving forward. I mean, you have some pieces uh, you know, on this team. And Shabbat and Brady to Chuck. Connor Brown's been a nice pickup from from Toronto. Guys like Tierney and Colin White and Logan Brown and our old friend Eric Branch from um, right. 
Uh, they have. They, they have. Don't, they don't, uh, I haven't done that. I mean, that? I know who they had, and I know what they had to do. And yeah, I mean, if you go down the list of of players they lost, and Hoffman and Carlson and Duchesne, and what they had to give up for Duchesne to Colorado to get him, just to lose him, and what they got back, and and I know all those things, but. We were talking um, the other day, and in your email, uh, they haven't actually. And, and obviously, when they traded Carlson, uh, Twitter blew up with fire everybody, fire the team, fire who's the owner, fire him too. How can you fire the owner? Um, but if you if you roll down the list for us, Chris, of the draft picks and the players that they've gotten, the assets that they've picked up in in, in their rebuild. I've got to feel like they're they're doing a better job than the Kings, probably, and a couple other teams that are trying to rebuild on the fly here, right? Yeah, well, they don't they're not stranglehold with the salary cap. I know Brian Bobby Ryan's got a couple more, whatever it is, years to go, but he's really the only one. They they they, they kind of they kind of have clear sailing with the with the salary cap. They got Shabbat signed long term. They have mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna say they have you know one of the top top 10 prospects in the sport, but they have a good set of group of kids coming uh, in the pipeline. And uh, they have 11 draft picks for this coming draft already, two in the first round, uh, by the way, their own and the San Jose Sharks. So they better get it going for the Carlson trade. Um, (laughs) Plus they have have three second-round picks. So they have five premium picks already in the draft, and while these kind of guys like um, Pajot and Hainsey and DeMilo uh, and um, I'm going to butcher his name again, the guy on Tampa, uh, the son, uh, Nemstikov? Nemstikov, yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, You know, they're going to, their GM, he's going to get, you know, second, third, fourth round picks, a number of picks. Like Pajot, he's going to get a second round pick for him, I would think. You know, Hainsey, he'll get a third-round pick for him, you know, because yeah. there's so few defensemen available. DeMilo, same thing. So they'll they'll add to that cupboard of draft picks for probably both this coming year and the following year. And um, and I know they have three second-round picks already in 2021. So when you put that all together, uh, I, I think, you know, it's going to take a little time, but uh, I like where they're headed, and I think they're building it. I think they're building it right. No, I, I agree with that. If you were going, I mean, you're one goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals two, two, three years ago, um, and then then immediate dump and rebuild. Um, it could go a lot faster for Ottawa Nation than a lot of people think with with what is in the cupboard. And you know, if they if they choose to move on from Peugeot, um, I'd like to see him try and keep that piece. He wears a letter, so. It'd be it'd be nice if if they could hold on to him. He's only 26 years old. Might be might be you know, and they signed Shabbat long term. Might be another guy they might want to try and get five or six years, uh, buy a couple of his free agent years. Maybe pay him a little more. Salary cap's not an issue right now. Um, I'd be I I kind of like to see him. And then, I mean, I don't know how much longer is on. Claire's deal, but he he could be a functional third line uh, going down the road. But then yeah, like Mastikov, Artemi Nusimov, 
if he's going to get moved. There there are pieces that will. I mean, look, you have you have Brady Kachuk, uh, probably as a superstar in the making, right? I've seen him play a few times, and I really like his his game. But obviously, and let's face it, they're gonna have a. They're going to have a top five pick in this year's draft, too, most likely. Well, one way or the other, right? They could have two top one way five or the picks other. in this draft. They could have two top five picks in this draft. You never know. Stranger things have happened. If the Sharks don't get their uh, self Act together. together. So, you know what? I'm going I'm to a, I'm a buy on the Ottawa Senators' uh, rebuild and the way they're going and the pieces that they've got. I'm a buyer on the Ottawa Senators. I hear you. So, um, as we wrap up, a uh, big show coming this Saturday. We we have we have a uh, Chris Moore uh, from w, uh, WFAN here in New York, uh, sports the big sports radio station, former radio play-by-play man for the Devils. Uh, I think from '88 to '93, and then he was the Panthers' uh, inaugural radio play-by-play guy from 94 to 99 so he was there in the, in the beginning in the cup run um he kn- he knows new york uh, the new york hockey teams well so we'll talk a little aisles a little rangers with him reminisce with him uh for a few minutes so looking forward to that spot as uh as well on saturday yep real quick uh the wednesday night the wednesday night uh rivalry night on Yes, not ESPN. NBC Sports News is kind of a garbage game. Rangers, Red Wings. So I'm gonna do my my Wednesday how the, night. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good look tonight on NBC. But uh, I'm just gonna go with the Rangers because they're at home and they had a, a a whooping from Ottawa. And that'll do it for our midweek report. We'll see everybody Saturday for Chris on Mark. We're gone. Thank you.